bad. So I, I walk in and I'm like, I see like two sets of feet under the stall. Like you <laughs> like two, like a set of foot feet and then like another set of shoes and socks. And there's, and, and I was like, oh, it's two kids in the stall fucking around again. <laughs> and I'm just, I just go, and it's just me in there. And I'm like, hey guys, this place is in a is in a jungle gym. This is <laughs> like gym? like the fucking stupid responsible guy. Hey guys, this place is in a jungle gym. And I just hear this one like oh this like panicked voice. And then I I see the feet. And I notice it's like uh, a fucking kid who's like clearly just took off his shoes to take a shit. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's just like a lone, shy kid just alone in the bathroom. <laughs> Did you say sorry? No, I, I saw him put on his shoes and I got the fuck out of the bathroom because I just felt so embarrassed. I didn't want to say anything. Just give me I fucking bolted. <laughs> about SD cards and if they go in the wrong way. I was just remembering one time I was drunk and I was fiddling around with my camera and I did shove my SD card in, not the whole way, but halfway is the wrong way. Just and it, it was just jammed in there. I'm like, oh, fuck. I fucked up the readings. I fucked up all <laughs> yeah, the little bits. Because it's like, you don't, like, well... It's the big thing is the camera, right? You're like, I fucked up my camera. Exactly. I fucked up the things in the camera reading the card. Oh, yeah. yeah. And every, they're so sensitive to SD cards and like memory shit, the, the chips. Oh, I was scared. I got it out and everything was fine, though. I passed the luck. Jesus. Well, it appears to be recording, so I think I put the SD card in the right, right way. Perfect. Cut to me trying to upload this episode. And on. Welcome. Welcome to another 99. week. 99. 99? Oh, shit. Perfect, dude. The next one's 100? Cusp. Yeah. Okay, I got something planned. I'll do it. We should do a, well, I guess Christmas or New Year's episode or something. Yeah. I got something planned. Yeah. I got something planned for... 100's perfect. It's perfect timing. Perfect. Daco I got something planned for that. Daco cuts his balls off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I got something planned. We're just sitting there recording. He's just like slowly unfolding his nutsack out of his jeans. Puts a little piece of paper towel underneath. Makes out a meat cleaver. And yeah. just... <laughs> Dak's back. Again. Yeah. Dak's back on the pod, baby. I haven't been too consistent. I mean, yeah, definitely. Well, neither have we. Yeah. So, it's okay. I don't know. Just, yeah. Crazy with You're amongst friends. Max House here. Oh, Braden. Dakota Young. There we go. Right on, boys. So, uh, Daco, you said you had a story. Okay, oh, yeah, this so morning. Uh, this morning, like, came into town, went to the doctor and stuff, and uh, 
when to get my hair cut, but I had to kill like an hour, so I was like, fuck, I'll go to Canyon Tire, browse around or something. Hair looks good, by the way, brother. Thank you, thank you. Way Fresh better, cut. all short. Yeah. So I go to Canyon Tire, and then I'm like, I'm like an, a, an aisle from the front checkouts, and all of a sudden I hear just fucking this guy going nuts. Oh, no. Just fucking screaming. From the checkout? Yeah, he just he's like fucking <coughs> screaming at this guy, just being like, fuck you, where's your manager? Fuck you! Oh, just where's his head? Sorry, Canadian Tire. Canadian Tire. That's oh, uncomfortable. The guy's a Daryl, dude. And he's just like, <laughs> oh, Daryl, no. There was right. It was just like it was like I remember just looking over because immediately and there's somebody in my uh, in my aisle, aisle and immediately I just he looked at me. Locked I looked at him at the same thing and we're just like, ooh, like oh, what's going on? Rough. So I just kind of like wander out there and pretend to look at like something an aisle away while I'm watching this whole fucking mm-hmm. thing go down. Yeah, because you're not there for any reason. You're just no, killing just time. fucking looking around. So I was like, oh, this is fucking kind of entertaining. And yeah, the, the the manager comes over. He's like, no, you need to go. You can't talk to my employees like that. He's like, F-. I thought there was going to be a fight. And he's like, fuck like, you. I'll kick Kucho's like, ass. <laughs> you see the way your employee's talking to me? F-, which I never heard the employee mm. say anything. <laughs> so yeah. I'm really confused. And in these cases... I highly doubt the employee did say anything. Yeah, I seriously. The employee I think, doesn't want to be there. They woke up at seven o'clock. Oh, yeah. if Canadian it, if tire. If it is Daryl, it's possible. Daryl <laughs> gave him lift. Yeah. It's possible Daryl did some like low key backhanded shit. You know, just some real monotone, quiet, like wow. shitty. Well, like, a man would know how to put his muffler on. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Daryl rolls, and Daryl does work at Canadian Tire. Well, yeah. in the parts department. <laughs> oh no, this is just like the oh. front hills. Like yeah, somebody. Mm. I think he was just trying to like return something, maybe. Or, mm. I'm yeah, pretty sure return, but yeah. Right. And yeah, and then oh, like no. a second manager came up, and there's two of them. <laughs> the guys in the black shirts, the black guys at Canadian Tire. Those guys in okay. black, black shirts. Guys. They have black, they have black tears. shirts. They have tears, like yeah, black like, shirt they're soldiers. Like, Normally, I guess they're like they, they wear the red Canadian Tire. Outfit, but then the managers were just all black okay. with the Canadian Tire yeah. logo. So That's two of them they talked to this guy, and then I guess this guy had a buddy that comes over, and the the two there's like four of them now just Holy arguing fuck. back and forth, just like constantly. And the managers are trying to like kick them out and shit. Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of like this is mm. getting pretty crazy, or whatever. So mm. I was like, getting close to my appointment, I walk out, hop in my truck, like, cops you roll with in, the messy hair, get over oh, here. Oh, the, the cops came in. The cops rolled in. They mm. go in there, and it was just like. I think it was like it got de-escalated because the two guys walked out after that. They didn't get arrested or nothing, but it was it was heated. It, I thought there was gonna I be just a fight. wanted a full return. What a nightmare I wanted, day! Like, I just wanted a full return of my money, and I didn't know the cost would be called. I thought if I yelled enough, like the Luis J. Gomez method, that you just like for a sec, I thought you that... just raise enough, make enough noise. Yeah, yeah. Your money back. <laughs> just the peacock. I mm. swear, at first though, I think the guy was gonna call the cops on Canadian Tire. Cause oh, he, he was yeah. on the phone. He's like, "Yeah, I need you guys down here." So I don't know. I'm pretty sure the God, t- call, he's calling in muscle lady. Yeah. <laughs> I need you to come arrest this, the the manager here. What is shit, Dave? It was just, it was funny, dude. It like funny. Uh, that guy too. Like it's fucking. It's not even noon, and he's at Canadian Tire getting the cops dude. called on him. <laughs> fucking call him a, down. The guy's having a bad. It day. was like fuck. It's snowy out. It's not even blue skies, oh, dude. dude Every been... fourth word was fuck, man. Like he was <laughs> he was heated, and I was like looking at him, like, man, I hope there's not like kids. <laughs> Given just given a show a Canadian Tire, you know what I Dude, mean? Just given a, a full on performance. Oh, yeah. that, that's kind of perfect that it is at Canadian Tire. Of course, mm. that guy would be at Canadian Tire making a fuss. Probably bought a fucking like ride on lawnmower or something. <laughs> what, did, he, did he have? Did he have anything of like size with him? 
anything that would be worth money? Was he just I don't at know. the till? Like, he was at the, like, I didn't look that close. Like, I was kind of like two aisles back. And You'd be were, able to see if he had like a fucking... I don't think he had like, like nothing major. Like, a, why would they put a princess on the cover of this Kinder Egg if there isn't a princess <laughs> toy inside? <laughs> <laughs> He already ate the chocolate and just got the toy left. That sounds like a fun fucking... I want a new toy! Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. You know where cops are always? I always see cops in front of Safeway. Our really? local grocery store here. There's... I've been there multiple times because the water place is right next to there. There's a yeah. water place store. Uh-huh. And I've been there where there's been like three cops outside of the store. And the, it's such an easily robbable spot. Like Probably. I've the been there like store? ten times. I've been at the water store, but like multiple times where the cops have like three cops have just in a Safeway pulled right into Safeway right in front of the doors, walked oh, out. Shit. I don't know if they're just shopping because they mm. never have their lights on. But mm. there's always a cavalcade of cops there whenever I fucking they love shopping by. together. All right, yeah. boys, we're going shopping. They it's all literally open. like a liquor store in the backwoods though. Like it's so how, hidden. How stupid oh. is that, by the way? The one behind the mall. Yeah, there's a liquor store right behind the mall where the dumpsters used to be. We've been in. I it? drove by it. I've never. I haven't even seen. I seen it was but, being built, but yeah, it's a. Like you don't even know it's back there. I wouldn't work there because the first time I ever felt a titty was around that area. <laughs> it was behind the mall. <laughs> nice. I, me and my friend Josh. With Renier. Yeah, me and my friend Josh convinced this girl. Uh, <laughs> you she had the same name as the main chick from Clerks. I can't. Or not Clerks. Uh, chasing Amy. I can't remember her name now. Okay. In the show. Yeah, the main love interest and uh, Alyssa Jones. Alyssa Jones. Anyway, she worked at Orange Julius, and we fucking talked to her for six hours, wore her down, convinced her to let us feel her titties behind <laughs> long, the mall. Long-term <laughs> titty game. con, dude. That's committed That was a good to- spring break, dude. Every day. Nowadays, you guys would just be Weinstein. Yeah, nowadays it's Did you problem. guys hear about Weinstein? What's happening? I no. heard he was at a comedy club. <laughs> and someone made fun of him? Oh, yeah. I heard that. That was a while back. That happened, but just yesterday, the civil suit with all his, um... All those... T- all the victims mm-hmm. is getting solved out of court. $24 million. $25 million. Oh, uh, uh, Majority of the women in the civil suit. Are all getting paid out, eh? Yeah. Oh, total, okay. total for the civil suit. But it that's not the cheap. criminal charges. That's not the criminal charges. But... Sorry. Most of the women agreed yesterday. $25 million, Yeah, he gets off. So there was a kind of, you know, back and forth of, well, he got off really easy to, like, well, he's not really off easy. Like, all the damage has been done to him. He's already out of the movie business. This is just his payment. Is he out of the movie business now? He's not producing. He's, yeah, no, no, no. He's not. He's out. <laughs> Bob, Bob is still running Weinstein, right? Or did Bob go to... Weinstein went belly up, I thought. I thought Bob is still doing stuff, and they yeah. ran, like, um, a oh, so second company. Oh, so fucked, then. Like, his company's going down. Yeah, he got oh, he, okay. he, he got kicked out of Weinstein immediately. When it was, for a while, it, I know, yeah. for a week or so, it was just Bob. I wonder, because, like, Ari Shafir had this theory that, uh, at least partially, what Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was about, about his relationship with Weinstein a little bit. Right. But saying goodbye to a friend and stuff. <laughs> and uh, I, wonder, I wonder if Weinstein saw that movie and thought that. Um, I pers- Weinstein had to have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, right? Oh, of course he oh, saw it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think uh, there was any representation of Weinstein in that, though. Mm. I think it would be. I think that's brave of Ari to call Weinstein an artist. I think because I feel I like think, everyone in that was an artist. I think maybe it wasn't the relationship though, or maybe it's parts of the relationship. But he also said like I can see where there'd be like parts the Roman Polanski thing was. Uh, 
sort of maybe a commentary on Weinstein because Roman Polanski, see Roman Polanski in the movie, he's just kind of like this normal guy, right? And he's like talking about when you know people before they kind of turn bad or people who do fucked up shit, and uh, and you know him when they're just a normal guy, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't think of it, you know, like I think it's a cool thought. I do think Ari was looking too much into it, so that's crazy. <laughs> But well, he's um, good at analyzing. Uh, it's good though. Tarantino yeah. movies, like he mentions on the Pulp first thing that was I've never the notice. I was going to say uh, describe to him, but that was the first thing I kind of heard about Ari before I even knew of him as a kind of just comedian all around. Yeah. You would always tell me about his podcast and stuff, and it's, much like most comedians I know, what you introduced to me to him was more of his serious opinions. Like his movie opinions, yeah. he went to film yeah, school and well, shit. Like his podcast, like really drifts between formats sometimes. Where, well, the main thing is like it's one subject. That's usually the thing. I they feel like a subject he talks about with with a comedian. That's like, uh, like there's a really good one. Like he talked about he talked to Ralphie May about being fat once. Right. And uh, just little specific things. Like but, d- uh, he also does like movie podcasts where he'll go see a movie. Like a brand new movie, fresh. Yeah, him and a comedian, yeah. and they'll talk before the movie, like their expectations, what they think it's gonna be like, and then they go to the theater and watch, it, and they come you back to, and you want do like another forty-five minutes on the movie. And once upon a time in Hollywood was one of those movies. I feel like his podcast is almost akin to WTF, where it's a comedian <laughs> doing kind of. I mean, not uh, not to the exact it's, same extent, uh, but I just, just mean it's more of a serious about a topic. Yeah, yeah, it is, and they joke around just like in WTA. Exactly, right. it's not like a, but but it's not Ari, like Comtown, where it's a straight up comedy podcast. Ari isn't throwing out crazy jokes. There. No, it's just I meant I thought you were meaning like uh, autobiographical. It's less autobiographical. Oh, no, than no, WTF. no, but I just mean maybe his approach is more like he actually finds out he has conversations with these people and finds out interesting stuff. Rather than just yeah. shooting the shit with them. Yeah. Like um, that podcast with that comedian who worked at McDonald's. What was his name? Oh, yeah. Mike Funny. Lawrence. Mike Lawrence, yeah. He Funny. writes on a bunch of shows and stuff now. Great comedian. Yeah. I, his podcast with Ari was one of the first ones you showed me. He writes on HBO shows and, and stuff now. Yeah. It, it was great. It was, it was, great it was funny, but it had that undertone the whole time of being serious and like yeah. having an actual message behind it. He had that great story about getting a phone. He's working at McDonald's. And some customer was screaming at him through the drive-thru, and he got, like, a message or a text saying his grandma died from his mom, and his manager <laughs> would let him go home. What the fuck? And he's talking about how, like, uh, when people uh, pull up to the drive-thru... The weight sensor. Yeah. When people drop, yeah, the weight sensor beeps in their headphones to say that there's a customer waiting to get their order taken. Yeah. And he remembers the manager saying no, and he's just, like, standing there, like, fuck, what do I do? And just that sensor beep going off in his ear. Beep, and he's not wanting to fucking answer it. Having <laughs> to. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine like your day would just be shit, just knowing that happened, and you had, <coughs> if you had to work the rest of the day, you'd just be like, yeah, hate that. Fucking <coughs> day. That, that's crazy. Personally, I saw it less as Harvey and more as Lawrence Bender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to me personally, that's the guy that um, let Quentin Tarantino sleep on his couch. That was his producer. That's the guy. Oh, really? Lawrence Bender was the producer that, like... And he also spoke out when Weinstein came out. He was, like, one of the first guys to go, like, yeah, we all knew this was going on. This was Hollywood in the 90s. We were just, like, we were partying and, like, Ex- living free. And, and But also, like, I'm sure everyone in the 90s, like... Kevin, Quentin, all those guys got plucked out of obscurity. They got plucked out of, like, working in video stores and stuff. So I'm sure they're all just grateful to have a career. Yeah. And they weren't you complicit know? with... 
fucking rape. They're not like, rape's okay. No, this was a manager who'd be like, you know, suck my dick for a movie. And yeah, that's not fucking cool. That's, I mean, that is rape. That's but also, it's just like, it was seen in a different light. It where was it's more seen- of like a sleazy manager type. It was like in the 70s when rock stars would fuck 16-year-olds. Yeah. And people didn't see it as a, a thing. Yeah, so Lord's Better Combat did. It was like, yeah, we were all like, we all knew what was going on in Hollywood. Yeah. Like, we were all, we're all... No, complicit. Just, we're all complicit. Yeah. <coughs> so I really felt like that was um, at least the main relationship, even though they were actors. Kind of just, um, I felt like they were more characters of just artists you could see them as, you know? Yeah. <coughs> um, even like, I saw this, I didn't see this comparison. I made this comparison a lot of Bowie and Mick Ronson, mm-hmm. where Brad Pitt is like the Mick Ronson character, where he's not into the whole artsy fartsy side of it all. Even though he does, he's, he's, he's a Mick cool Ronson dude, like a, a musical genius, but he wasn't. Yeah, he was like it, he's uh, David Bowie's guitar player when David Bowie was in Spiders and Mars. When he broke, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. for a sec, I'm like, do you get that confused with Mark Ronson? Not Mark. Okay, no. okay, okay, okay. Like Bowie would try to always get him to go to art galas and stuff. And he just had no interest in any of that shit. He just wanted to. He was like a carpenter. Brilliant, yeah. He was like a brilliant musician. He got it. He got it. He got why it was there. I saw it as that, where it was like almost that kind of relationship, right? Between the artsy fartsy guy, but the guy was also into the same thing, but just a more realistic guy. Yeah, just like less abstract or less. I guess you could say less pretentious or whatever. He he saw he's seen death in his life. (laughs) Like Uh he's not he's not fucking around Uh with the symbolism. But I definitely saw that more as like a Lawrence Bender character, Quentin Tarantino's producer, who kind of lift him up off the ground and was like a caretaker for him for a while. Like he would let him sleep on his couch when he was just working at Blockbuster, writing scripts and mm-hmm. shit. That's when he sold <clears throat> Reservoir Dogs, right? Like they were they were that part in your work. Yeah. Like you got a friend long enough, you know, it's just... Yeah, that's- you're with that person. When they go through bad shit, it's not like this person did a bad thing. I get to make the choice to not be this person's friend anymore. That decision goes through your life where it's like we have a whole lives together. I might die alone. Everyone has their own story. I have yeah. to be along with this guy's story and see yeah. it through to the end. Oh, kind of thing. We all have people in our lives like that who are Absolutely. perfect mm-hmm. people. No who, one's perfect. No one's perfect. Exactly. But yeah. who you know? And it's like, like uh, <clears throat> he uses an example and stuff because it's going to sound like I'm like this guy's done fucked up things he hasn't, but. I'm just saying I'm so close to this guy. Like, if I, if Aaron would have to do something really fucked up for me to not want to talk to him again. Right. He had to really, really fuck up. And then even when he did that, I bet you'd still talk to him and try to figure out why, you what know? What happened, yeah. Like, okay, say he's in prison for fucking... He he turned out he's a clone of Hitler. And he fucking... He's, he's starting the Third Reich again. You'd still go to prison. You'd be like, what the fuck You'd still happened, go to prison man? and see that relationship out, because that's just part of, like... Like, say, like, if one of us fucking, like, committed murder, like, what would you... Yeah, uh, murder, I, yeah, I, murder is like, a good example. I would still have to, like, say, I would still have to go see Max, and be like, damn, dude, like, what drove you to that, you yeah, know? Well, yeah. you think about you'd, it. You'd, you'd have wanna, nightmares you'd about it. You'd want to have nobody, like, damn, I knew this guy for, like, you yeah. knew this person for so long, and then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. You yeah, know? man, friendship. You want to you hear their side of it. But you still, sure. like... Yeah, you. I definitely. You have to go talk to me. Yeah, like, I wonder what it was like to be the family members of some of those famous serial. No, like, family members of some of those ser- famous serial killers. I got that a, just did it for years. And just yeah, no one like knew. Bundy and shit. Bundy's girlfriend. I got and, a like, couple of stories later, true crime stories I want to bring up that, that will touch on this in a very disturbing way. But um, yeah, I mean that's the most horrifying thing ever. That's, that's why scary, I often though. compare friendships to movies like Apocalypse Now or Being in War, mm-hmm. because that kind of shows. To me, be, uh, war movies are like inside the mind, 
where it's like that's a man inside his mind he's shitting he's thinking about jerking off and he has to act like that out in the physical and he's just with his boys and you kill people and you see their emotions going through it not because they want to but because they're in a morally gray zone where they have to just like dreams where in dreams you don't always act to the world of the real life okay. you kiss girls and shit you know you do stuff in dreams just because it's part of your nature almost you it's know kinda, it's kind of like uh if you're just thumbing through uh clips on uh porn porn hub. Hub or something and you're just like and you see some weird shit you're like i'm gonna click on that because it's porn hub it's all fantasy to you it's, it doesn't feel real at it's, all it's <laughs> fantasy you're human you're exploring yeah you're jerking off you know you know yeah. it's all safe i feel like the same way and more where you just put in that situation where you have to see these humans go through trials on a day-to-day basis. Man, oh, and it's and t- it's not that the fact that they're going through it is how they handle it, you know? I feel like that's what even religion is about, is like, this person killed someone, okay, maybe he's not a bad, maybe he wasn't a bad por- person who was born to kill someone, but this is how he handles killing someone, and this is how killing someone affects, affects the human you. sense, he affects the human yeah. psyche. Yeah. And it's not that, yeah, exactly. It's more of that action affecting the person, Mm-hmm. Then that person having the action be a part of them, and uh, so yeah, I always relate friendships to almost being in war. That's a really fucking heavy. What were we talking about? Fucking what were we talking about? We got a fun time in Hollywood. Once upon time. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, Harvey, that, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein is settling his fucking. He's he's paying <laughs> uh, all the women go out. Back that, we're talking about SD cards. Yeah, he's. <laughs> uh, like, after that, we're talking about Daco <laughs> being a fucking Canadian Canadian. Whoa, man, this is going. It reminds me though of like when that guy, when that guy snaps in public. I wonder what it is that I don't, whatever that is, I can't, even if I'm being fucked by a company, like if they won't, if, if they fucked up and they won't return something or whatever, no matter, or I'm in a restaurant and they clearly fucked up and they won't uh, compensate on the bill or anything, uh, I don't have that thing in me that, that is willing to raise a ruckus in it's, public. It's yeah, gotta either. be like, for me, like... Like that can happen, but you got it. Like everybody's got a different point, right? Like, like for me, it'd be something major. For that guy, it was just returning something, and just he was too much for him to handle. Do you think it was a return? Was it was it a return? Or something like it had to have been something, or <laughs> yeah, you know or, what I mean? Or just someone said. But like for me, it's like if I'm gonna return something, I'm not gonna like scream over it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah. some people, they just nope. That's their that's their line. If you're not gonna return it, then they can just freak out. Yeah, I remember because well, he I I was talking. About about Daryl talking like that because uh, I like he came over. We we've been playing uh, Norath for the past right, couple Norath months. Two, you guys, it, it, we beat that, on, and yeah. we're on Diablo three now. And uh, nice. and we're all hanging out, and you know we're dipping because it's cool and it looks cool and it smells cool and it makes <laughs> you feel cool and uh, cool taste. Yeah, Good and buzz. Uh, and uh, Daryl. Uh, uh, Marty was over too because Marty's been coming to work because he's like uh, he's leaving at the end of this month moving to Kelowna oh is no he way. just in the process of moving he's still in town so yeah, January 1st I think he's gone okay. job change okay. <laughs> I'm just guessing lifestyle change I don't want to be a dick but like uh, damn yeah like, yeah, he's just job just job just yeah. everything yeah. I'm gonna miss him um, no doubt but anyways good guy Marty and Aaron wrote smoking and I guess I haven't talked about Daryl a ton on this podcast, which is crazy. Especially now, he's been such a big part of my life recently, but such a huge part of my life before the podcast. Absolutely. And then he kind of dipped out for most of the podcast history and kind of came back in again recently yeah. where I'm seeing him every weekend. And right. it's been so good because me and Daryl and Aaron Rounds, 
Guess who was I mean, the, the, we were best friends. You guys, green, are, the greenhouse was just. Uh-huh. That's the only. Daryl's like almost like your guys, Dean Beatty. I mean, he's yeah. a, he's definitely a fucking. He's a constant. Yeah, and but like Daryl's role back in the day always used to be like, me and Aaron would fucking make fun of him so hard, especially back in the day. And some of that dynamic has returned a little bit because Daryl just has. I think he's like. Got a little bit of Aspergery tinge to him. I've never said this to him. So he's long. rock and roll, man. He's great. He's great, but he just kind of says he has no filter. He says what's on his mind, and we, especially when he's drunk, and me and Aaron just pounce on it because he says such ridiculous shit, and it's so funny. But, and that re- dynamic has returned a little bit where we do that. Yeah, yeah. And where we we'll jump on him for <laughs> saying the crazy things, and then we'll harp yeah, on the one his fucking balls. and we'll harp on the one thing he said. All night, <laughs> <laughs> just constant oh, ball bust. I mean, me and Max did it too. Oh, like, yeah. it like Matt, he played first off night was actually me, Max, and Daryl. Okay. And Daryl talked about trying blow once, and he <laughs> said like, "Yeah, man." When I, and his girlfriend was there, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, man." Try. I, I did blow once, and I just turned into a fucking animal. <laughs> and me, me and. Max would not let him forget. We just all, everyone in the room collectively laughed in his face and we wouldn't let him forget it. And we were just like, oh, oh, we couldn't handle it. And then, uh, all out of love. Oh, 100% out of love. But then, uh, uh, so that's an example. So when the, so when I'm talking about Daryl just says shit sometimes, like, okay, Marty, this weekend, Marty and, uh, and Aaron are having a smoke, and I was sitting right next to the fucker, and we're just bullshitting. I'm like, is it cold in here to you? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, good, because a lot of the times, like, people say it's freezing, and I don't feel the thing. Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And Daryl's just like, wow, you got some extra padding. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of look at him, like, you just call me fat. <laughs> you call me fat, but then he just looks at me, and he smirks, and I'm like... I gotta let him have it because of all the <laughs> shit I give him. I, I, gotta, I, gotta let him. I gotta let him bite back every yeah, once in a while. You gotta give him one every once yeah, in a while. Can't, That's I, what I like about I it too. I can't be offended because I can't. I can't. <laughs> if I can't take it, then it's a, it's a case of dead condition, but can't take it out. You know? <laughs> he always words in a way too, which is almost like fucking Johnny Depp esque. Where it's like it's trying to be a certain style that is so Daryl. I'm not saying it's a bad style. In fact, I like his style more than most people's. <laughs> but it's a cheesy it's fucking. It's unique and it's a funny style when you realize well, when someone uses it in real life. Anybody and I it's remember. great. Oh, oh yeah, he does. It's just how he is. I remember uh, Lauren's cousins in a band, like a metal band. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And. Uh, uh, what was it? I don't know why I wasn't with them. I might have gone out somewhere else, but we're in Fort St. John, and they're from around here. <coughs> yeah, okay. yeah it was Fort St. John band. Okay, okay. But because Lauren's from Fort St. John, but uh, oh. so Lauren and Aaron and Daryl went to see their band, perform like the last couple songs, and Lauren wants to say hi to her cousin. Right. And Daryl's talking to the band. He's like. Yeah, you guys are pretty good, but have you ever tried like uh, like singing? <laughs> Just with no hint of like you shouldn't say that or fuck yeah. Oh, no, I love it. It. Oh, and they're just like, 
I remember uh, Lauren's cousin was like, is this guy retarded? Like, what the <laughs> Like, Daryl didn't laugh. He didn't crack man. a smile. Mm, mm, mm. Like, for me to That's do... That's kind of the genius of hanging out with Daryl, is Daryl... I wish I could do that, ...doesn't dude. break like that. And That's he doesn't, badass. And I, I don't know if he's... I think it's because he's actually serious when he says shit like that, yeah, and he doesn't find it funny, and he almost thinks he's helping, you know? That's so amazing. I wish I was there. That's if I a, could do... Yeah like, yeah, like, for me, if I said that, I couldn't... Keep a straight face. If I said that, I have a shit-eating grin on. I'm yeah. drunk and I want to get into a fight. And I'm saying that because I know I'm fucking saying it to get on his nerves. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to... But Daryl doesn't know that. That's the thing. Daryl doesn't know he's getting on the guy's nerves. I think Daryl thinks That's the like, thing. So it doesn't make them I think mad at them. guys see me as an authority figure. But, but I think it, he, he plays it off. <laughs> if he plays it off without cracking or nothing, he, like, he looks serious. Then and the they, guys they take probably, it serious. That guy, he's probably confused in his head. He's like, this guy just insulted me. But he's so damn serious. That I, <laughs> he's probably feeling he's bad. Shot. He's because shocked. he's different. He's he's a guy they've never met before. They don't know. Like, it's like you can't just immediately escalate things the way you would with someone who you are familiar with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you almost. I've done that. People have said shit like that to me, where I'm like, motherfucker, I don't know you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm all about yes. ball busting. But if I don't know who you are, and you start trying to bust my balls out of nowhere, I do not. I can't. I can't get. I get fucking. I turn into like a real uptight yeah, cunt. Yeah. No, so yeah, fast yeah, yeah. because it's like it's it's just different if you know a guy. If you have a familiarity, <laughs> absolutely. And I like, think that's with most people too. I've seen yeah. a lot of like people on podcasts, shit, whatever I know, talk about this certain thing where it's like. You watch us, and we're in a dynamic with our friends where we're in that, and then fans come in, and they think they can also be that. So they'll say something sarcastic and fucking shitty online. It's just like, no, I don't know. You fuck off. (laughs) You know? Oh, Stav Young Town was talking about that. Oh, yeah? He's doing a show somewhere. He's, like, promoting a gig, like, in Texas or something. Throwing fat jokes at him? No, because Adam... I'm like, fuck, I was making sure the mics were plugged in for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Red Bull's getting to you, dude. Yeah, yeah, the, the dip's hitting. Um, so Stavi, talk, he's talking on the podcast, and he's saying, uh, anyways, Adam, there's three guys. Yeah. Nick Mullen, Stavi, Adam. Nick Mullen's kind of like, almost like the, like, he's a comic on genius. Comtown? Yeah. Three oh, okay, no, guys. I have not heard that one. Okay, yeah. Oh, it's, was, a great, I, it's the funniest podcast ever. But anyways, yeah. Nick Mullen's kind of like the guy who drives a lot of the bits. He's like a really low-key funny guy, but he doesn't really get made fun of a lot. He's like, when he's but like, not, not in a way that he can't take it, but you know, because he does get made fun of, but he just, he's so good at comebacks and he's so quick. And he kind of has just that sharp, temperamental attitude too. Yeah. He, yeah. he can take a joke, but he's just not the guy. He's not the punching bag. No. And then Stavi's like, he gets more, a lot, some of it too, because he's a big fat guy and he's boisterous and funny. But he's like, definitely Adam is the punching bag where they just constantly, he's like the Daryl, they just shit on Adam. <laughs> call him, he's Jewish, and they call they make a bunch of Jew jokes at him, they call him gay, and all this stuff, and call him a pedophile a lot. Uh, recently, they got a soundboard, and there's like the beep, the sensor beep, and, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. and, and Adam would be in the middle of saying something, and Nick would try and time the beep so it made live, so it makes it sound like he said the N word. <laughs> and they looked at him. <laughs> That's I love that. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and and he's like, yeah, I could go in and post and, and do this like perfectly, but it's about the love of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Stab was talking about this gig. 
But the truth is that all three of them are friends. Why they started the podcast? They're all good friends, and and uh, Stav's talking about this show he's gonna gonna go do in Texas or something, and. Nick's like, yeah, and because uh, he's talking about this restaurant he's gonna go to, mm-hmm. and they're like, so yeah, just on that day, camp out at that restaurant, wait for Stavi, and <coughs> as soon as you see him, go up to him and tell him that you think Adam's gay because he <laughs> loves that when people come up and <laughs> he loves when people come up and join in on the joke and say Adam's gay. He loves hearing it over and over again. <laughs> oh. Oh, and it's just like that's exactly it. Like the Cumtown fan base are like, we're. We can make fun of Stavi too, you know, and it's like, but I'm sure Nick and Stav get it all the time. People will like tell Adam he's gay, like trying to be like cool like that, like I'm one of the boys. And, and like nothing against their fan base, I've seen them. I think a lot of the Cumptown fan base are antisocial folks, though. Yeah, there's a lot of like edge lords in the Cumptown fan base. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of like, um, I'll talk about Mega sixty four later too. But Mega sixty four, their fans are all nerds. But they're very social. That's what I like about Mega 64's fan base. They're not like a typical. No, they're all like people who are like now in the industry and now are in the working world. Yeah, they got a lot of functional. Like, they got yeah, a lot functional of functional. They got they got some hot porn star fans. Mega 64. Ooh. Oh yeah, is in That's a lot the fans of the you porn. Want, dude. Yeah, Watch yeah. out for the them now. Stars. Watch this. A lot of production companies have Mega 64 posters in the background. Porn. Really? You'll see Mega 64 posters in the background of porn. Oh, yeah, baby. Really? Oh, hell oh, yeah. 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 I, thought you were, I thought you were going to say video game industry. Dude, I'm going to be watching the <laughs> Sadly, that's probably the least they're respected somehow. Um, so you're saying porn videos slow? I should start looking for Mega 64. The yeah, back. they'll have posters in the background and shit because a lot of production what, companies. What po- yeah, what? Because the pro- fans are all. The fans of Mega 64 are like fans of say like Ingmar Bergman where in his time he wasn't huge AAA but the fans were all so inspired and like creative people that they all go out to make their own shit and they become successful so accessible to do Hmm. like like a lot of their stuff is so off the top of their head I think people don't also part of that is people don't realize how difficult that off the top of your head shit is they don't understand that it takes a certain kind of person it's really hard just to be funny like in the cuff like that in the moment yes and they're very they got a very artistic sensibility in their mindsets and how they talk about shit they do take the act of filmmaking and acting specifically because they all grew up in theater to, right. uh, theater work together very seriously yeah. um, wh- why do we get on them I don't know, but it's a perfect segue. You want to talk about the Christmas cast? Yeah, I was going to bring up the... Because uh, that's fucking... That's perfect little... <coughs> yeah, going to... <coughs> so Mega 64's Christmas cast was last oh. night. Mega 64 throws a Christmas cast every year since 2008. It's a big ordeal. They fucking... <coughs> they always do food challenges. At the first, it started out with them doing... Uh, just the two-gallon milk or the four-gallon milk thing from yeah. Jackass, right? Kind of thing? Yeah. They were doing that for a while. Um, and then each year, they just kept stepping it up. Stepping it up each year. And then they brought their own foods. And then so everyone would have their own special food that they would try to eat the most so of. So it's like a challenge every year. They yeah, yeah. They'd do a podcast and it'd be like... Na- nastier, nastier. Nastier or just like the first couple of years, Hardcore, it, it was yeah. just like large amounts of shit where it'd be like, this guy's eating like three large pizzas. Oh. One time someone ate a full KFC meal. Other people will eat like a full jar of olives. Garrett Hunter once ate a full jar of olives and it put his system into like a salt shock where his kidneys were almost going to fail and shit. Like literally <laughs> half an hour dude. later... 
Literally half an hour later, he had to leave the cast, and he was just shit in water the rest of the time. But then they changed it to this um, game show type game. More produced in the past couple of years, where it's like uh, tournament and stuff, right? And they've been on Twitch since the beginning. They just were, the guys from the cast that compete? Uh, they bring their friends on, too, oh, okay, and okay. stuff. They bring other it's people a big, on. It's a big, like... It's a big deal where it's like Make64 has been in the business since 2003 so they do have lots of fucking big influencer followers you know Okay. Okay. and like a regular cast will get like 500 live streams Christmas cast last night had 2,000 people watching live it was huge right and like um, they've been on Twitch since the start they're one of the first people who started using Twitch they're one of the first people who started live streaming in general but they never used Twitch for streaming games. They used Twitch for their podcasts. That's what they always did. Yeah. And then they created Make 64 TV, which was one of the first iterations of the 24-hour um, the 24-hour live stream yeah. where they just had their videos, their podcasts all mixed up, constantly going on their Twitch. And that created a new channel. They're way underrated for the stuff they create. Anyways, last night they threw their Christmas cast, and it was probably the most produced, well-prepared Christmas cast they've had yet. It was really well produced, really well done. Did it look slicker than the other ones? It looked slick. It was more well behaved. Because in the past, half of the cast is people puke. In the past, it's like, you know, you're watching this young... Just kind of you know, turns into chaos. You're watching this young Asian girl just puking her guts out for 30 minutes because <laughs> oh, someone brought gefilte fish in a fucking jar and spilled it on everyone, you know? <laughs> and then it's just a camera on the fucking trash can of her puking. And it's, <laughs> oh. that, it's that jackass kind of fun where it's like, oh, it's so this Christmas cast was good. There was a little bit of puking. Shit, I gotta watch this. This there, sounds there was good. A, there was a bit of puking. There wasn't that much, though. Pretty well behaved, though. Pretty well behaved. Even when they cut to the puking, they kept it going to go on to the Christmas shows. And then the Christmas cast ends. They always do. Uh, they always go on afterwards for as long as they can to stream, do their after show, talk to fans, whatever, do take calls. And about like ten minutes in their after show, all of a sudden the chat disappears and their camera goes down, um, which happens a lot uh, with their internet. Their internet will go down. The chat will have to. The stream restarts, whatever. So I'm waiting there, but usually the chat stays up when they go down. So everyone's chatting in the chat, like, still down. Oh, fuck, press F, fucking. Oh, they're back, whatever. The chat's down, too, completely. So I back out, and then I just go to go to their channel to wait till they come live again. I can't even find their channel. What the fuck? I search up Mega64 Podcast. There's just a couple repost um, clips from other people. There's no official channel. What the hell? Wait, wait, on YouTube? <coughs> this is on YouTube? Twitch. On Twitch. <coughs> so their channel's just... Don't- when? Yeah, they're okay. partners. They've been on Twitch since the beginning. Okay, fuck. Huge subscriber count. Obviously, a big part of their income by now, right? Probably like a third of their income. Right. Nothing. All of their archive videos, tons of hours, ton, like fucking more hours than you can watch every day, 24 hours, streaming. And some of that is random. Some of that they'll pop on. All gone. What the fuck? I look on Twitter. Other people are saying it. Sure enough, they look at the thing. It's banned. What? They got banned out of the blue fucking boom on Twitch. Everything gone. <coughs> and so, they were banned. The fans had an outcry because these guys are some of the most positive fan-giving people who never get the respect they deserve or always kind of underdogs in the game. Got shut down. Um, and so, that being said, if anyone's listening, if you can go out on Twitter... 
and tweet at Twitch and just say something nice with the hashtag UnbanMega64. That would help a lot. Just get some traction going. The band's yeah. probably not going to last that long anyways. But it's just a ridiculous sudden thing. And they're all taking in good pride. They're all... Even the guys there are, like, making jokes about it. Because Ryan, the villain of the show, won. So they're all like, oh, fucking Ryan, that bastard. Because he always plays the heel, too. Uh-huh. And they're like, oh, motherfucker took down Twitch, too. Bastard move. He <laughs> <laughs> took down the stream because they won. Or other people are like, you know, fucking... Twitch was so upstret, they fucking banned Mega64 for letting Ryan win this year, for fuck's sakes. Because at the end, Ryan won fair and square, and they had a couple of gross foods left, like pig's feet and stuff, because it's competition type. Ryan won, and it's like, it's fun and everything. Ryan's a great guy. Um, But he plays the heel, and it's fun to hate on him. Um, He won, and everyone's like, oh, fuck. No one's even applauding, and it's kind of a dead end. (laughs) Rocco shows up. Rocco just chugged a full bottle of fucking champagne, too. Two rounds before he shows up. I was was bested. I'm not letting this happen. I call for a rematch for Christmas spirit. They go two more rounds of... They go one more round of pig's feet. Rocco just loses. (laughs) Um... So like, oh, fucking travesty. You lost the uh, rematch? He couldn't even. Rocco took one bite of the pig's feet, and he just stood there just throwing up on himself. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan's sitting there munching it going, it's not bad. It tastes like chicken. (laughs) You got to know him, too. He's this kind of bigger guy. He's gross. He plays into it. It's great. Um, But yeah, they were banned, and it was such a fucking weird travesty. But even in, like, this is how big it was that when that happened, they started, uh, and then that Unbanned Mega 64 thing happened like 20 minutes later. We all started getting in Discord talking about it and shit. I was looking last night and at like 1 a.m., it was like third, number third top trending in the uh, U.S. Really? Yeah, that night was Unbanned Mega 64. So, you know, good. it's all good. good, but it was crazy, man. It was just falling apart. They lost, they've lost fucking, they lost Shroud, they lost Ninja. Yeah, they lost. Uh, I guess people are pissed at this. I don't this. know why it would ban Mega Sixty Four. You can't ban. Me. Like it's like that's why when it, it's like well it's it sounds cliche but like when uh, when they banned uh, like Alex Jones and shit, it's yeah. like people right. are talking about like this is a slippery slope to like I you get can't why you do that. Yeah, exactly. You gotta let people say what they're gonna say. It was, it was especially fucked it's up. Be freedom since, of speech, man. That's it's gotta especially be number one. fucked up oh. since they've done so much crazier shit on Twitch. Yeah. There's been already... Mega 64 especially has already done so much crazier shit on... Rocco has drank his own piss on stream. Dude, times are changing, man. It's that <coughs> whole... A lot of people think people there might be a rat. and if you don't fucking remove a rat. Them. A lot of people think there might be a rat in the mixed who ratted Mega 64 There's out. Someone who's just like, who fuck them. <coughs> and they kinda... Someone who sent a couple of reports. Because uh-huh. there's 2,000 people watching this big stream and someone might think there's a rat fuck out there. Who got Mega Sixty Four banned? That sucks. That, was, that, that would suck. You said it was after the main podcast. That was in the, in the after. It was show. after the main podcast, and even then, they got multiple cameras going, and they're filming for their actual main show. Yeah. They don't just take the stream footage; they film it for their main show. So that's gonna go out and shit. But uh, you know, halt to someone's income, especially an independent group like that that has always stayed independent. It's devastating. Doesn't be owned by a parent company. They're not owned by Rooster Teeth. So many of these companies nowadays, especially on the internet. You'll find out are owned by Rooster Teeth, like Smosh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Is owned, no, is, Smosh is owned by, like, Good Mythical Morning. Mm. Fucking, like, Funhouse is owned by Rooster Teeth. All these 
people on the internet nowadays are getting run like television. Mega Sixty Four is like, always just these bigger companies buying up all these smaller channels. Mm-hmm. Mega Sixty Four has always stayed independent, can always make their own income off their own merch and shit. So it's just, yeah, it's it's uh it's kind of sad to see a big chunk of that income just get be able to get torn away like that. Fuck. Yeah. They even Nick Mullen got a. I think I'm fuck. I'm pretty sure I might be speaking out of school here. Might, but I'm pretty sure. Cause like come down, there's so many jokes and stuff. It just kind of goes in one. Like I, I enjoy it, but I don't retain a lot of the shit on it. Uh, pretty sure Nick Mullen something got banned. Like they stopped making like T-shirts for him. He's doing this huge T-shirt business. Oh yeah, he was running that. F- that was like his big thing. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like they halted product. The company halted production to review his content or whatever. Cause it's like it's nothing to do with Cumtown. He just does like <coughs> he's just like the comedy shirts. Like it's like a Photoshop or Richard Gear and a hamster, and just says the Richard Gear Museum on his shirt and stuff like that. Was the Sopranos? Weed, weed Pranos. Weed Pranos. <laughs> <laughs> Sopranos. Like like the 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 family says Weed Pranos, and then underneath it says Why don't you smoke a weed about it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scary. Um. Fuck. Oh, this morning, dude. Okay, so. Got into a big... I don't want to get into too deep into the personal shit, but I got into a fight with Jamie last night. Yeah. Oh. And uh, she was going to... I had to do this podcast, so I'm like, usually I'll get up and I'll get Zoe ready and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'll brush her hair and give her breakfast. And Jamie will get up a half an hour later and she'll get ready for work. But if I got something to do in the morning like this or whatever, I'll be like, can you get Zoe up? I just want to sleep in. And it's never a problem. Totally. She's she's fine with that. We had a big fight, so we're up till 3 in the morning, made up. And then she, I was like, can you get Zoe up? She's like, yeah, okay. And uh, then around 8, 8, is Artie? 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 Artie's our cat. Artie, they're looking for our cat. They're like, usually you shake. She's got like this box of like treats. Yeah. You shake and she comes running right to you. Yep. Yeah. Could not find her. Nowhere to be found throughout the fucking house. And we were like... she get out? Um, well, no, she, she she, does she, but she does escape a lot. Did that go through your head? Well, yeah, because I'm like, how would she get outside? Like, there's no... All the windows were gone. And I was like... I was like... I remember, like, seeing Artie right before I went to bed. So no one would have opened or shut the door. No one came upstairs. Yeah. And we are like, Artie, Artie. And we're all looking, we're all looking. And I get up, and I'm like pissed off because I've had like four hours sleep at oh. this point yeah. and, I, and I'm like ah, oh. Artie and I'm looking I'm looking cupboards everything and then we look and there's like a, there's this fucking like kind of trap door behind uh, Zoe's bunk bed okay it's like a little trap door ground level that like is behind her bunk bed and it's like the pipes and stuff to like the bathroom. So oh. you access like all the plumbing and you can get in the walls and shit like that. Okay. And get in the drywall from there and stuff. And I, what I do is I like, because <clears throat> it's so close to the bunk bed, I took like a pillow because I didn't want already to get in there. I shoved a pillow between the wall and the, the trapdoor in the bunk bed so you can't open it. It yeah. like opens like that, right? And, uh, and I go and look in Zoe's room, and it's a total mess because she had a friend over last night, and it, it's fucking open. Trapped no, no. Open. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking Christ. And then uh, I was like, 
why why is this open and they her and her friend are making a fort so they took the pillow out of the thing something and, that every kid would do yeah and it's fucking open but I'm like already thinking the worst cause it's like if she's not making any noise she's not trying to come out is she trapped in the wall is she fucking dead in the wall or something having, you yeah, know you're having... she could get in the wiring she could get in the fucking plumbing she can get like there's a bunch Ooh. of different scenarios in my head like maybe she fucking like fell into a hole and is like landed on like some sharp like some screws or can something can I make a quick observation here mm -hmm. the worst part about when something like that happens the instant fear that comes on mm -hmm. Is that also part of your life where you're like, what ability do I have left to fix this? Exactly, because it's such a tight fit. Your I can't nerves, go looking for your it. Your nerves go in and you're like, it's 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 a helpless feeling, yeah. but your body is going into self-destruct mode of, okay, what do I have the will to do to do anything if my cat's dead? What the fuck? And it's yeah. that fight of like, this is a horrible dark thought, and yeah. also, but I got to fight through the dark thoughts to fucking do something. Yeah, that's ex exactly it, where it's like, because like, I was never a pet guy, yeah. and then I got Artie, and I fucking love this cat so much, dude. All my Instagram dude. just become photos of Artie. <laughs> I can relate, just, dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Same, just got a yeah, cat. Yeah, you got two cats now. Yeah, and no, just, just like, a I ghost, love, that oh, kitten, yeah, right? Kitty, right? And he's fucking... You just love that little fucker. It's like Baby I, I Yoda. You feel like first. the Mandalorian. Yeah, you got a little Baby right. Yoda. Yeah, yeah. And you just want to, like, take care of this little fucker. I teach mine now. Like, I have fucking my, uh... My work suit to go to work, whatever, just like a full coverall suit. And every morning before I go to work, I just go, "Come on, buddy!" And he just whoosh, and he jumps on me, and he climbs up my suit, and he wraps around my neck, and I can like pet him on the head. <laughs> yeah, a exactly. Bit. Yeah, yeah. He's just like a cute little fucker. After like a while. you're the shit, man. And it, it, exactly. So I'm like, fuck, and I know it's it. And we're like, I'm like, already, I'm kind of calling. It's so the the wedge is so small. It's like maybe this, like against the like here's the wall, here's the door. It's wedged open like that against the bed so it's probably like three inches four yeah. inches yeah and so i'm like oh, it's oh, like eight no. in the morning and i'm like fuck it i grab zoe's dresser i drag it out in the hallway i fucking pull her bunk bed out open the door fully and first thing is zoe comes and she's like my room what are you doing <laughs> and that's when i'd be like i didn't say I, you can't say anything but in my head i'm like this is your fault <laughs> don't don't you complain right now? The, Artie's dead. In my mind, Artie's already dead. Artie's dead. <laughs> You'll be happy when I pull out your dead fucking cat. Yeah. And so I turn on the flash on my phone. I'm looking. And first thing is right there is like the bathtub, like the lining of the bathtub and a bunch of pipes. Right. I'm looking. I can't see anything. I'm already I'm calling her. I'm shaking. That's why I thought I woke you up this morning. I sent you text saying sorry I woke you up because I'm like literally shouting into this whole Artie. Okay. <laughs> I'm shaking the thing, and I can't see. Like I just you can't you can't crawl in there because the space is like there's no room. It's tiny. Your head could probably barely fit. Maybe like four or five inches of space all throughout. But it's only really the bathtub area, like the lining in the bathtub and the pipes, right? I'm like looking, I'm like, fuck, she's not, I can't see her in there. And then I look straight down, there's a little hole like that big going straight down. And I'm like, that hole could go anywhere. It could go anywhere where the, it's where the pipes go through and stuff. And I'm like, what the furnace? fuck? Yeah, and I'm fuck. Looking, yeah, exactly. I'm like looking down Making the hole. Like, it's like, how, like just for enough for a cat to fit through? Roughly? Yeah, like, basically that. Like, okay. Like a cheeseburger size. Here, like, like that pipe. Size of a cheeseburger? A little smaller than that pipe around. So like a cheeseburger, the size of a cheeseburger. 
with yeah, the rounds of a cheeseburger. cheeseburger. Sure, yeah, yeah. Something like, like that. McD- not a big cheeseburger, not a Whopper, but we're talking like McDouble size. About one Damn, of those, that's a tiny hole. About one of those yeah. old office tubes you might send one of those things in yes. and it sucks it yes, up like Tommy Boy. Oh, space. shit. Oh, yeah. like, and I'm okay. looking down in it and I can't see and it just goes down. I can't see where it goes to. And it's fucking anxiety. It's just Whoa. pumping through my oh, heart. Fuck. And no I'm, doubt, like, no fuck, doubt. I'm like, all right, I can't hear her meowing or anything. And I'm like, I, that could go into the walls or go anywhere. And I'm like, fuck it. I fucking go, go outside, uh, come around. Cause I'm like, I'm going to come down here and see like, I mean, I can hear her in the walls. Yeah. There's a lot of pipes down here. Sure. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I go and I'm like, I'm still like a mad, like a crazy person calling Artie, Artie. Cause I'm like, I should go outside. Yeah. So I, and, uh, and I open the door. I open the ba- the door to your guys' place, the basement. And fucking Artie just comes running out. <gasps> comes running out, flashback Quentin Tarantino style. Dad wakes up, gets woken up at four in the morning. Artie's on his chest. Artie's jumping on Dad's keyboard at four in the morning. She Jump- got down here. She got down here. She came in through. See that little hole right there? Something like that. She probably came in through <gasps> one of those. <laughs> oh fuck what a crafty cat and then dad, yeah she's like dad's listening to music and all of a sudden his music's not playing right cause Artie's <laughs> jumping on the keyboard on his laptop and he dad's like oh what? and he's like really confused cause it's four in the morning he's like how the fuck did Artie get down here this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and he's like he like gave her some water and just let her he's choosing the bed he's the bedroom with dad and then he let her out in the living room yeah so Artie but Artie fucking runs out I'm like fuck now she's outside oh, no. but she just runs right to the front door I bring her in Jamie was crying when I brought her in I was like I think I kind of scared her a little bit because oh. I had Artie in my hand mm-hmm. and Zoe was crying and she saw Artie and she was happy and I was like oh. she's like I can hear Jamie like like calling Artie through that little trap door still right I'm like, Jamie, you got to come here. And she's like crying because I think she thinks I like have it. Oh, <laughs> a, a dead cat in my hand. Dead. I mean, that's the best. When you have a surprise for someone, you got to play it off like it's shit. Yeah. Right? You got to, dude. That's, <laughs> there's very few moments in life you can come off like the hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking, and she's really happy. And I'm like, okay, well, first things first, I go and I fucking duct tape that door totally shut I just grab a roll of duct tape <laughs> Good and idea, I use mate. all of it to fucking duct tape that little fucker shut but it's like yeah it had to have been through or like maybe even like through on top here and then come through like over here it had to be in dad's room cause this door was closed They're, they I guess so but Zoe's room's right above us right now they could do anything yeah man. but Artie was in dad's room yeah but maybe if she came in like through a hole or through like a hole over here and came in through the living room or something. There's another hole that. But then goes, you can't get into dad's room through the living room. Do you have like the bathroom door open sometimes? Because yeah, it's, like, bathroom doors a hole, open. How like old? about that size going from the shower into the but shower? But dad usually closes his door at how night too. How old is Artie? Mm. He's only like less than a year, a little less than a year. That, okay, yeah. So he's like really yeah. So and she's pretty slinky. It's like, like she whatever can slink in oh, a tight space. Just yeah. a little bit longer than the width of their head. They can fit through like. Anything and they'll they'll go through anything. Yeah. Oh. I had one morning woke up just me me go nuts or whatever, and And the cat was in the dresser like in the back of the dresser somehow just I don't know. It took so long to get to back to sleep because I was just like fuck is she dead? Yeah yeah yeah. And just like get all those dark images in your head. Zoe's room still a mess. Jamie says she can come back and put it all back together, but it was just like. 
Oh, it was fine. it was such a rough night and such a rough morning, dude. <sighs> I could have been I could have been that guy on Canadian Tire. One little thing. <laughs> You're fucking falling down. Uh, what time you got to go to work? Because I got a news story. If we can get to yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You're getting a ride too, so you can. You can oh, yeah. What time is it? One fifteen. I need. I need to be leaving in like fifteen minutes. Do you want to wrap this up then? I could save no, this news story for time next time. Your news story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a sad news story. Do you want to end on it? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. And okay. I'll tell, yeah. you tell your news story. We're not so good got, people. I got, I got okay. a funny little work quip after that. That will fucking. Okay. Um, I'm going to read this article. Feel free to comment throughout it. I'm going to read it first, and then... So, this takes place near us, Windsor. We've been to Windsor. Like Ontario or something? In Canada? Yeah, yeah. Windsor, Ontario? Yeah, was that correct? Do you drive through there? No, I've... No. Is I'm it in there. Ontario, though? It's I in don't Canada. Know. I, yeah, I don't know. I know it's called Windsor. Uh, hey, Windsor, Canada. I know it's around here somewhere. I know it's it's Ontario. This country. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's... Okay. Winter, Winter, Ontario. Winter, Alberta? No. I don't think so. I know, th- I know, there, was a, I know there was a bar called the Windsor. <laughs> Maybe it was in Alberta, I think. Uh, so, at the old Windsor. No. A Windsor cold case homicide has been solved almost 50 years after the homicide occurred. Windsor police announced Friday a deceased male was responsible for the death of... Now... Excuse me here, it's a French name. Lubica Topic. In 1971... Did you just do the Joey bit where you're like, blah, 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 blah. Uh, French? Uh, French? 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 You say you don't like France. Come on, that's a good bit. It's funny. In 1971, the two Topic children were playing outside their Drillard Road home when a man offered the six-year-old girl money to go with him. Eight-year-old brother, Mikhail, it's Michael, but (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm reading in French, come on, Mikhail, was was given charge to go ride a bike, said police. Uh, Lubica's body was found four hours later on May 14th, 1971, in an alley that no longer exists. She'd been violently assaulted. That is every worst nightmare of every fucking parent. Right? Because that that sounds like something that can happen to anybody. In 2015, police revealed the profile of a suspect after new evidence. Two of Lubica's teeth and one adult tooth were found near where the body had been discovered. Police have not named the deceased male responsible. The male responsible for the murder is not being named as he will never have his day in court to answer to the charges said documents released by Windsor Police. Police said man was only recently identified as a suspect in the case, and while he was a Windsor resident at the time of the homicide, had lived out west in the years following, the man deemed responsible at tw- was 22 at the time of the 1971 murders. Investigators met with the Topic family to update them on the developments in the case. The family has requested privacy. Um, the case has been re- reopened six times since 1970s with hundreds of tips across Canada and the U.S., the guy, um, it's going on along the same, the same article I read. The guy lived in her neighborhood. Right. Wow. The guy lived in her neighborhood, didn't know the family, but he was oh. right in her neighborhood. 22 years old. Right. He just Damn. recently died. He lived he out. He, he, he didn't see any justice whatsoever. No, didn't see any justice. They, they got it from a ah. semen uh, DNA sample, but it was said like a semen sample too, so I don't know how the fuck they got his fucking, That's maybe he cummed his well, pants when he died. Only a semen sample at the crime scene. And that's how they got his DNA? Right. Because, yeah. Or she, maybe he left some cummy tissues around? No, she was sexually assaulted and brutally murdered. Okay. She was 
both and she was eight years old both like she was beaten to death like face found bloody and shit that's fine. typical like, worst nightmare not the only victim of his either if you're gonna do that the article i read before said he's not suspected of any other crimes related they don't suspect him of doing any other but crimes who does it just but once? at 22 at that young developmental so age young. you Dark. fucking brutally rape and murder an eight-year-old girl and you just spend out the rest of your life without doing anything else? I don't know, but also, like, what was that, that Golden State Killer? Remember that serial killer went on a spree? Yeah, yeah. And just then he found out he was a cop, and he just got caught. He's an old man with a family. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's, like, one of those things, like, I wonder if maybe he had a family, and they're like, you know, they say family changes you. Like, maybe, because, like, the Golden State Killer, I'm pretty sure, wasn't guilty of any other crimes beyond, like, because no. part of the reason why he got away with it is because he did all these murders back in the day, but also he's very physical. Like, he could, like, just hop fences and stuff. Yeah. And that's part of why he got away with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Or maybe maybe that's why he said they found him in the woods. Like he lived in the like out of town and shit. This guy? Yeah. No, he lived out west. He. Oh, out west. Yeah. Okay. So he probably lived around us or something. <sighs> that's crazy. He moved out west after the murder, and they don't suspect him of any other crimes. Jesus. But twenty-two Christ. when he did that. That was nineteen seventy-one. Hmm. Lived out 40, 50 more years after that. Like, what the fuck, Jesus, man? 40 yeah. more years. Sometimes just, yeah. yeah well, what's, what's fucked up is you don't, you never know. Like, uh, I had a friend once. Right. Talk to me. Uh, this friend, like, worked at a grocery store, a local grocery store. And she said she, she was friendly with this one, like, manager. And, like, this 22, 23-year-old Indian guy. Seemed really well-kept, really nice. Yeah. Had many meals of conversations with him. And uh, she also had this other friend who worked there. It was like a, a like a, a, a clerk or something. Mm-hmm. And she said she was in a relationship with this guy, and she caught him with a bunch of child porn. He's under investigation and stuff. Ugh. And it's like she, you just never know. Never allegedly. Know. And it's like it's just like it's crazy thing. Like that guy was walking around a, a grocery store, managing it, probably around kids. Like this is the thing. Like predators. Like lurk around like like Dude. like schools and you know like yeah anybody out there you gotta listen to Sword and Scale man oh uh, it's too dark for me get I can't Sword and do Scale it. I like I just bought Sword and Scale Plus and fuck, they man, have a plus some, I pay it's five bucks a month but oh, yeah. fuck it's oof. Oh, it's a oof. five bucks a month it's is always shit. a tall order for shit. like a, a podcast so to me I way rather dive I way rather yeah. dive into existential darkness like I've been playing Pathologic too and it's all about dreams and the choices you make and like kind of the dark side of like death and facing that but i can't do actual facing like reality shit where it's like oh this man is just a terrible man but he's a human being and he goes on oh fuck next episode we gotta talk about because we gotta leave soon watchmen ended yeah we'll talk about that next episode. maybe we'll do a new like i really liked it yeah i felt like the whole season as a whole it was a sequel to watchmen and i know how he did it it was good dude yeah, it was really good. So I just want to quickly go back to that story. Yep. If you're the family of that little girl, I, I, maybe they're not alive too. Thank God. They said they talked to the the Fam- last name. The so whoever's listening, they talked to the last name. It's uh the kid. How how mad are you? How angry are you did to, to know that this guy did not see justice. He never will see justice. That's what turns you into a fucking vigilante. Yeah, well, it is, it is, like, it is like where you understand the need. That's like everyone's line. Like, yep. it, like, not even forget the killing. 
kid going. The thing you hear constantly is like, I could never kill someone unless someone like rapes or molests like a loved one. Yeah, that's why. Like that's a common thing people say. Yeah, and even go farther than that. I know me and you have a very specific like sexual assault like is kind of like a hard line for me and you yeah but let's go even farther than that to just parents anything happens like we're against it just so people are clear (laughs) we're anti-sexual assault oh well i mean by line i mean like it's a very like that happens yes me and you think that yeah yeah. for a parent anything happens to their kid they go for it i almost killed i I don't want to kill someone when i thought Artie was dead in the wall yeah fucking like yeah exactly it's just like it and it's like i remember (laughs) the uh I watched the uh, documentary about that uh, Olympic coach who molested all those girls. Oh, fucker. Yeah, that, and like, it, weird fucking French dude. Yeah, and they're doing, uh, they're doing... That was a gross one, specifically. Yeah. And they <laughs> they had this guy. It was so weird. They were talking, like, they're doing the thing where all the victims make their statements before sentencing, so, like, the judge can, like, take it all into account. Right. And the dad of one of the girls is like, ma'am, if he was a lady judge, if you can just give me, like... Grab me five minutes alone oh. in the room with him, and and yeah. you know, of course, there's like, no. I remember Big J talking about it. And I How awesome them. would that have been? It would have been great, but also like Big J's like, yeah, but I mean, that guy knows. It's like, why would you even ask that? You know the answer is gonna. Be, Come on, man. You know. I love the coos- I love the of asking it though. I love the- Well did he go went beyond that? He, she said no, he's like, okay. Didn't he actually- anyway, he waits like a couple beats and he just he lunges actually- at yeah, him. Yeah, he just yeah. yeah. across the room. Dude. I love the lunges in court, dude. That's the best part about court dramas. Real life or fake is the lunge at the fucking It was like all the the, oh. the officers in the room were just tackling him. He just he just running at this guy to try and fucking That's great. What did we watch recently where they did that to a, a real, or was it in a TV? No, it was a real show where they did that to a guy. They were holding his head crazy. Oh, that was uh, Dateline. We're watching Dateline and like this guy. That was amazing. Clearly this raped piece and of murdered. shit. Yeah. yeah. Got clearly raped and murdered a girl. He had a bunch of scratches and stuff on it. He's fresh from like his murder. Oh, shit. And, and he just refused. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm not talking. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. And uh, they're like, we need to take pictures of your scars and stuff. He's like, nope. No, nope. and there's and so a the classic camera like, in the interview room up in the corner. Yeah, and the cops like threat five men. Like, all right, well, we're gonna make you, and they fucking hold him down, <laughs> and they got pictures of his scar, but also like in the stills, Jesus. like a cop like holding his head back. He's got his fingers in his nostrils, <laughs> yeah. pulling it back like a pig face. <laughs> it is like, but it's also simultaneously playing the audio and cutting to the video, and he's like, eh, eh, stop it!" And they're like, they're fucking wrenching his head up. It's so great. It's oh so my great. God, and his, he looks all fat, and his blood's rushing to his head, and he's yeah, squeezing. Yeah, they're just like, well, we gotta see if you got any other marks, and they just got his t-shirt with scissors. Like, we'll be on like this shirt, faggot. It was fucking it was one of the best daylight moments I've seen in a while. Oh, yeah, that's pretty good. Oh, that was a good one. Okay, I got one little tiny story, and then we gotta head out. Okay. Uh, right. Um, I was uh, at my work. There's always some kids in the bathroom. There's always like a group of like five or four, like 
kids in the bathroom just causing shit. Like, there's always like <laughs> he told that water story. Water yeah. that story. Yeah. Paper they've been wet, moistened and just thrown against the wall, and they're always fucking around. They're always like because their kids are always going in the stalls, slinking under, locking them, and slinking back under, so the stalls are always locked. Gross. <laughs> Even as a kid, I didn't do that because it's fucking it's you gross, can't dude. crawl on a bathroom floor. Just like, the shit particles all over the floor yeah yeah it's bad so I, I walk in and I'm like I see like two sets of feet under the stall like <laughs> you know, like two like a set of foot feet and then like another set of shoes and socks and there's and and I was like oh it's two kids in the stall fucking around again <laughs> and I'm just and I just go and it's just me in there and I'm like, hey guys, this place is in a uh, is in a jungle gym. This is <laughs> like gym? like the fucking stupid responsible guy. Hey guys, this place is in a jungle gym. And I just hear this one like oh this like panicked voice. And then I I see the feet. And I notice it's like uh, a fucking kid who's like clearly just took off his shoes to take a shit. Oh, <laughs> oh no! It's just like a lone shy kid just alone in the bathroom. <laughs> Did you say sorry? No, I I saw him put on his shoes when I got the fuck out of the bathroom because I just felt so embarrassed. I didn't want to say anything. Just gave him I fucking f- bolted. <laughs> Use the bathroom upstairs. The kid just panicking. Oh fuck! <laughs> Can you imagine? The poor kid's you know, probably like, "This is an adult. You just heard taking shit." The kid's never gonna take a shit in a public space again. And never. Someone, Did he someone call us? Some adult just walks in while you're taking shit, going, "This isn't a jungle gym." You traumatize that kid for life. Uh, He's going to create a podcast one day going, this one motherfucker, man, has <laughs> taken a shit. I'm taking off my shoes because I'm, like, nervous, and there's no one in the bathroom, finally. There's usually kids in there causing a ruckus and shit, crawling on the floor, gross shit. And this motherfucking guitar teacher comes in, and he's like, hey, man, it's not a jungle gym. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> well, hopefully you didn't know it was me, dude, because I got out of there. I got Fuck. out of there once I realized I fucked up. If you ever find out who it is, you gotta say, it. you gotta come up and do it. Weird. Hey, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gotta pat him on the shoulder. Oh, all right, well, that's this episode, I guess, eh? Fuck Not yeah, man. People, baby. All right, everyone, fucking live another day. Yeah, buckle Woo-hoo. up. 100 is next.